This is Alive with Joseph. Let me hear you shout your amen from wherever you are. Yes, once again, welcome. I really would also love to know where you're joining us from. I'm very much aware that, you know, we've been, God has been faithful. We've been able to reach people from different places, both from far and near. It's always a joy to know exactly who we joined with. In the last Extraordinary Girls, I spoke to different types of women, but I took time to emphasize specifically on the dawns of singlehood. I spoke to single women, and uh, the feedback I got was amazing. With the married women, we focused more on prayer, and I told myself, I'm going to come back, and I'm going to speak to married women as well. So tonight, I want to focus on married women as well. I've been tempted to move into something different, but I cannot forgive myself for not imparting knowledge with married women as well. So whether you're single or married, this is the place to be. I advise you to take notes. You will need them in the future. The Bible actually says in the book of Timothy, uh, of Titus actually, the book of Titus chapter 2 verse 4, It says that they might teach the young women to be sober, to love their husbands, and to love their children. God is showing us through his word that there are things that we should not assume that someone will know. There are things that we need to be taught. And I carry that responsibility to teach the young and the old on how to love our husbands and have our children as well. Whether you're a wife yet or not, it's not the issue. At some point in your life, I believe that God will bless you with your own family. And when God sees you investing time in learning, I guarantee you, he will speedy things up for you. So if you're in a hurry to get married, I want you to say, Lord, I'm ready. So I'm going to really open up my spirit and be taught. Amen. So I'm going to touch on seven things that I believe I've seen, observed, that sometimes we make these mistakes. We, there are things that I think we should not do in marriage. If I was going to call it, maybe I was going to call it the don'ts of, of, of marriage, whatever you want to call it. I'm going to give you the liberty tonight to name it as you wish. There are things that I'm going to say that will bust the bubble that you might have had as a wife. Don't, I'm not here to be harsh, but I'm here to help you to become a better wife and a better woman. It's not just going to help your marriage. It's going to help you as a person as well. The first thing I want to, to understand is that we are not the center of the, our husband's world. You are not the center of your husband's world. As much as you wish you were, you are not. And actually, I'd be very worried if you've been married for a while and you're still the center of his world. Understand that this man has goals. This man has dreams. This man has so many things that he wants to achieve. And if he spends the rest of his life just focusing on you, girlfriend, you're going to live a hungry life, a poor life, a broke life, a life that you might not even be proud of. So sometimes we get frustrated as girls because we want everything to revolve around us. I've seen women that get frustrated because you feel like he's not paying as much as attention to me as I'd want him to pay. Yes, it's good for a, for a man to pay attention to his wife, but this is a different platform. This is not a meeting where I'm talking to men. 
This is a meeting where I'm talking to you as a woman. So that in case you feel like you're not getting the attention that you feel you deserve, just know that he might just be engaged with something else. And just because he's engaged with something else, it doesn't mean he does not love you. Remember, most of us sometimes we get stuck we get fixated if you study psychology you study the concept of fixation fixation is when your mind is stuck on one thing and you struggle to get over it and sometimes we get fixated at the chasing phase of a relationship when a man is looking for a woman he chases her and he does so many things to chase her he will buy flowers he will take her to dinner he will do crazy things at times you know things that doesn't make sense sometimes i remember when my husband was still chasing me he would leave school in the afternoon hike to zanin just to ch- take me from work and take me home and then come back to pulukwani he didn't have a car he was chasing you know and sometimes if you're not smart enough you would want him to chase him forever to chase you forever understand this men are a project uh, orientated if i can put it that way they have a project per time and they focus on that project until they ca- they get it when they finish with it they move on to the next project so we don't get on we don't understand that because we used to that season where we were at the center of his attention you can some of you can remember the days when you were preparing for your wedding where you would be going out you know uh planning and he would be saying whatever pleases you i'm happy whatever you're happy with i'm happy and you still want to hold on to that some of you probably even are stuck in that moment when you walked into church on your wedding day and everybody was focusing on you you were the center of everyone's attention and we get fixated on that concept and we we forget that other things come up as well you know he has new projects now. Your husband's new project now might be make, making more money, getting a promotion at work, you know, building a house, looking for ways to take care of the children and provide for the children because that is his primary role as a provider. But the good thing is there is a solution to all of this. While you're still stuck there, I've come to shake you out of it. I've come to bust that bubble and say, come out of it. There's a solution to enjoying your marriage with your husband and the solution is stop nagging him. Stop telling him I don't get enough of you. I don't have enough. He has had that song for so many times. He's tired of it already. Because as much as he's tr- trying to make effort to please you, you're still stuck there and you continue with the same song. But there's a way to win. And the way to win, number 1, stop nagging him. Number 2, be a part of his next project. Find out what is he pursuing at the moment and be a part of it. If your husband is trusting God for more money, being a part of it is being part of praying for that. If his next project is a promotion at work, make his promotion your personal prayer point. And now and again, let him hear you calling on God for his promotion. (laughs) Just to let him know I'm part of your world. It blesses his life. To know that, you know, you're not fighting what he's pursuing, but you're pursuing what he's pursuing with you.
If he's pursuing rebuilding his business, be a part of it. Find a way to, is there a way that I can be a blessing to you? If you're not skilled for that particular business, just find a way. Even if it means bringing him lunch during his work time, just being a part and saying, you know what? I see what you're doing and I value what you're doing and I appreciate what you're doing and I want to build with you. You don't have to say I want to build with you, but he will know that you're building with him. Glory to God. If you want to stay relevant in a man's life, you do not remain relevant by nagging him. You remain relevant by being part of what he's, he's a part of. Amen. Sometimes we make a mistake as women of thinking that everything must revolve, there, must revolve around us. Listen, marriage is not about what you can get. Marriage is about what you can give. Because sometimes we just want to get, get, get. Do this for me. Be a part of my life. Do this and do this. And we forget. Understand that enjoyment in marriage is just a product. It's a byproduct. It's not, it's not the goal. It is not the goal. <laughs> I know it sounds crazy. But marriage, the, the, the purpose of marriage is to build. To build each other's lives. To build what God has called you to build. In the process, there will be joy, there will be enjoyment, there will be different pleasures. But if all you pursue is pleasure, then you're going to get frustrated. Because other aspects, other major aspects of your life will get stuck. Thinking that you're the sole purpose of marriage will definitely bring frustration. It will also bring disappointment. Glory to God. Let, when I close this one, let me say this. You are not your husband's only goal. Actually, you are no longer a goal anymore because now that he got you, he has new goals. And those goals, you are there to help him achieve those goals. So make sure that you know that just because his world doesn't look like it's revolving around me, doesn't mean he doesn't love me. The second mistake that I sometimes see women make, it's supporting a wrong decision. You play a major, major role in a man's life. A major, major role. And that role is a role to be his eyes, to be his ears, to help him see the things that he cannot see about himself or about what is happening. You have a major responsibility to advise him correctly. You have a responsibility to tell him the truth about circumstances. That is what you are in his life for. You need to be the voice of reason to him. You know, a bad wife is, is, is the worst thing that can happen to any man. What is a bad wife? A bad wife is a wife that sees his, her husband making a mistake and not say anything. Tell him. Tell him to stop disrespecting his boss because you know the power of honor. He doesn't have to like his boss. He just has to honor his boss because there is a blessing that comes with honor. You need to tell him that. Every day he comes home, he complains about his boss. He doesn't do his job. It's going to affect you tomorrow. It's not just going to affect him. Number one, he's going to get stuck in that same position. That is if he doesn't lose the job. If he loses his job, it's going to affect you and it's going to affect your children as well. So advise him well. 
Advise him on how he needs to treat his subordinates. If you see him not treating them right and you keep quiet, it's, it's not going to work. It's an error. It's wrong. You need to talk to him. You know, if you see him stealing money, it's your responsibility to tell him to stop stealing. If you see him in a business that you know that the consequences of this business will hurt you, don't keep quiet. Don't keep quiet. You need to speak up. You need to say something. I wish Ananias had the kind of woman that understood this truth. Sapphira did not say the truth to her husband. The husband said, we're going to sell a piece of land and we're going to go and tell the church that this is the money that we got and we will keep the rest. And they lied. This woman had an opportunity to say to her husband, it's a lie, don't do it. She didn't, she kept quiet and she followed the lie. Read that scripture very well. He came and he lied to the Holy Spirit and he died. She came, she had an opportunity to tell the truth. But because she already had bought so much into the lie, she lied as well and they both died. This is a woman that could have saved her husband, saved her children and saved an entire generation. But because she was a bad wife, what is being a bad wife? Being a bad wife is being loyal in error. Yes, we are to be loyal to our husbands, but don't be loyal in error. Don't be loyal in what will destroy your future tomorrow. If you allow your husband to self-destruct and you don't tell him the truth, you don't love him. No matter how much you claim to love him, if you watch him self-destruct and you don't say anything, you do not love him. Tell him the truth. He might not listen to you. He might even fight you. But tell him the truth. I've seen women that will pursue peace instead of truth. Peace without truth is dangerous. Peace without truth is dangerous. Rather, rather let, let there be trouble. Let there be chaos in the house. But you've told him the truth. In his own time, he will think about it. He will hear your voice counseling him. He will hear your voice telling him, don't do this. This is not the way to, 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 that will help us. As a woman, you determine the legacy that your husband leaves for your children. Very, very important. If you don't tell your husband the truth and something happens, it will impact your children and your children's children. That's how powerful, that's how important it is that you tell the truth. If you don't want to put yourself first or put him first, put your children first at least. That's how powerful your truth is. Amen. Your job is to support your husband but to correct him in love. Sometimes, part of why the reason, part of the reason why our husbands don't listen to us is maybe the way we present the truth. In the last, um, I think it was with Wisdom with Pastor Cordelia, I, I shared on wisdom, to, on how to speak to your husband. So go back to that and look at it, and it will help you. If he treats his parents wrong, correct him. If he's rude, Tell him that it's wrong, but do not keep quiet. Amen. If he's not taking care of the relationships around him that, that will nature your future, talk to him, explain to him that this is wrong. Glory to God. The third mistake that I, I feel that we make as wives as well is being familiar. We get too familiar. 
familiarity. It's dangerous. You know, it's very easy. Just anybody can fall into that trap. I have often fallen into that trap as well. So just anybody can fall into that trap. The reason is you are the only person in the world that sees your husband naked, that sees your husband naked, that sees him weak, that sees him vulnerable, that sees him in tears at, at some time, that sees things about him that other people don't see. And because we have that privilege to cross that line, it's sometimes easy to now treat him as ordinary when he is your king. Every husband is a king in his castle. He is your king in that castle. Don't ever allow it for your husband to be a king at work, to be a king in the social place, to be a king everywhere else and become and be reduced to an ordinary person at home because he is not ordinary. Yes, we we play, we have fun. We 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 you 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 can do anything with your husband. But don't ever forget, don't get to that place where you bring him down to your level. The Bible calls him the head and that is, is who he is. Glory be to Jesus. You speak to him, don't get to a place where you speak to him anyhow. Even when he annoys you, don't shout at him. No, don't. It's an error. You and him are not at the same level. He is your husband. Amen. Do things, you know, don't do things now that you would never have done before you got married. Listen, I've said to you, he is a king. And every king needs to be worshipped. They look for worship. They crave for worship. Every king wants to be worshipped. Sarah understood this principle so well. She called her husband Lord. Was she foolish? No, 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 no. She understood a principle. That is why check from check anywhere you read about an encounter about eyes about Abraham and Sarah. He never said no to her for anything. Even when she she made a mistake and offered a maid to her to him. He he was willing to do everything for this woman. You don't lose anything by treating him like someone that deserves that honor. I've seen people, women making a mistake of honoring their pastors more than they honor their spouses. It is an error. It is an error. See your husband as your pastor because he is the pastor of your home. He might not have stepped up to that responsibility yet. He might not be as spiritually sound as you're spiritually sound. But in the eyes of God, he is your pastor. He is your priest. He is your man of God. And it is the way that you treat him and honor him that can help him to step up to that role and be the husband that you want him to be. Listen, a woman can be replaced. The Bible speaks about King Vashti. When, because of the way that King Vashti embarrassed the king, the Bible says he replaced her with another queen. Your husband might not be that bold, Maybe because he's a God-fearing man. He might not replace you with another wife. But I guarantee you that there is a way that you dishonor him. That he will lock you out of his heart. He will shut you down of his heart. And you don't want to get there. You want to be 
still at the center of your husband's heart because of the way you con- you honor him amen the fourth thing that i wanted to talk to us about is as married women is we need to know how to take care of ourselves take care of yourself as a as a as a married woman whether you're a big girl or you're a small girl or you're tiny or you're in the middle take care of yourself it's very very important that you take care of yourself you've heard this before god looks at the heart but man looks at the outside the outside matters it's actually a scripture first samuel chapter 14 16 verse 4 to 16 it says that it says it says god looks in the heart at, at the heart but man looks at their appearance even the, the most powerful man of god that we've read about samuel he looked at the outside so how you take care of yourself matters amen take care of yourself whether you're a big girl like me still take care of yourself look good for your man you know you don't have to i remember when we um decided to change the way we dress because we're tired of wearing suits and there was what god was saying to us the kind of crowd we wanted to attract and we decided we are going to change the way we looked i remember being conflicted with whether i should dress like my husband or but then i made a decision i'm gonna dress me i'm gonna dress in a way that i will look good you know whether it's his style or my style i'm gonna get my own style and look good the way i want to look good so find your style as a married woman and look good the way you want to look good take care of yourself men look for packaging because packaging is, is 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 good there's nothing wrong with makeup makeup is not a sin there's nothing wrong with jewelry jewelry is not a sin when i grew up hearing the gospel the first time i had the the preaching of the word of god i had this man saying he was talking preaching against piercing ears and he was saying when we get to heaven those of you who are wearing earrings god will say i want that piece of meat that you removed there and i thought yo god where will i find that piece of meat now but you know what sometimes people read the bible upside down wear your jewelry whatever you need to do to look good whatever your style is just make sure you look good deal with the sweat issues as well you know take care of that weave don't wear the same weave for the for the whole year without washing it oh uh uh-uh let it get a bath you know the weaves we wear these days you can wash and wear again brush your teeth you know brush your tongue as well you know some of you have been complaining that your husband doesn't kiss you he might just not be bold enough to tell you that you have not brushed your tongue in a while so don't just brush your teeth brush your tongue as well because sometimes the issue with mouth odor it's not the teeth it's the tongue so take care of it as well and maybe be bold enough to ask mara babe what's wrong hunt is there anything happening here and if he tells you yes don't be offended he only told you he didn't tell anybody else he didn't tell me that's not why i'm preaching about it i'm just speaking as a mother glory to god perfume as well you know get a good perfume every woman must have a good perfume i i've got different types of perfume i've got perfume for when i'm preaching i've got perfume for 
being at home uh, but get something strong for you for your body as well especially if you're a big girl like me because we sweat a lot right where are all the big girls in the house if you're a big girl like me you know you know what i'm talking about we sweat a bit more so take care of yourself if it means have a bath before you go to sleep get a bath before you go to sleep as well because you want to jump into that bed smelling good good things happen when a married woman jumps into bed smelling good i guarantee you take care of your your health as well you know i have a testimony to share about two months ago i got very sick went to different um specialists they did different checkups and they couldn't find anything and i was very worried but everything boiled down to my weight i've never worried myself about exercising my husband will always tell me i love you the way you are the only thing i ask for you is that live long for me that would always be what live long for me live long for the kids and maybe that made me relax a bit but when i got sick I, I was forced to exercise. I got myself a personal trainer. I got myself a dietitian, and I've been taking care of my health. And I'm telling you, I tell you, I'm, I feel like worlds apart. I feel so alive. My energy levels are crazy. You know, it benefits you. It benefits your mind. It benefits your sex life as well. It benefits every area of your life. So as a married woman, I want to encourage you, make sure you, you hit the road, you know. If you're not as disciplined, the reason why I got myself a personal trainer is because I felt this is one area that I'm not disciplined. I've tried exercising before, but I failed. But this time, I'm going to take it serious. I'm going to get myself someone who will hold me responsible. So I got someone that could help me. So do that. Take care of yourself. Listen, if you die today because of your health, I guarantee you, in less than six months, that man will have replaced you. No matter how much he loves you today, you are that replaceable. I know uh, pastors that are very close to us. We've, we've known them for so many years. And uh, the, the wife died. And it didn't take long. I had his, we got an invitation in less than six months. We got an invitation to his wedding. I was like, yeah? So we are that replaceable. But then it's a reality. You know, you don't expect that man to get stuck. So take care of yourself. Live long for yourself. Live long for your children. Live long even for him as well. Glory to God. Amen. My time is running. It's running fast. Um, I just wanted to also say, make sure you don't make the, make the mistake of taking the leadership role in marriage. I see women make this mistake a lot, a lot. Listen, every time you step in to take the lead, you mute your husband. You mute your husband. God has called him and ordained him to be a leader. And uh, sometimes that leadership quality in him might not be developed or groomed and the reality is i think that part of the reason why god says to us as women that we must submit is because we are more developed as leaders we are movers we are doers we get things done but men there are certain men not all men there are certain men who have not developed as leaders and because we are movers sometimes we want to overtake them and we want to make sure things get done and we make a mistake when we do that 
we mute the leader in him. If a man sees you doing all the time, he will get to the place where he says like, I get with dear. she will do it, you know? And, and you end up being the doer and you get tired that he's not helping you. But simply because you have muted him, you have not allowed him to, to develop his leadership skills. You know, you keep doing things that he should be doing. He ends up saying, let her do it. You know, if he's waiting on God for money and it looks like it's taking long, don't go and borrow money to help him. Let him work his faith until he sees his faith delivering money. Sometimes you want to jump in, you want to borrow, you want to do this, you want to... No, 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 no. Let him do it. If he's supposed to pay school fees, even if you don't have money, hold on to that money for a while. Let him make a plan. He's a man. He's a man. He's not a baby. Let him rise up. Let him find ways. I'm not saying that we should not help our husbands. Get me right. I'm just saying that allow him to play the role that he must must play. If you pay for everything, I'm telling you it's just a matter of time before you pay for everything forever. Train him. Train him to responsibility. Allow him to take responsibility. If he needs to take the children out... Even you feel, if you feel that he's not, the role that he must play with the children, he must play it. Here's a simple example. If you keep pushing a child on a, who is trying to learn to ride a bike, if you keep pushing, that child will never ever learn how to ride a bike. But the moment you step back, it's just a matter of time that that child becomes very confident and they ride it. That's the same thing with our husbands. Let him be the leader that he's supposed to be. Let him make his own mistakes as a leader. And sometimes what we as women will call mistakes, I'm a living witness. There are so many times I felt my husband is making a mistake. So many times. And because he's the, he's the leader that he is, he continues, whether I agree or disagree, he continues with what he wants to do. And I realized later that he was right all along. So trust him. Trust him. If you don't allow him to grow that area, he will spend the rest of his life doubting his decisions or being, he will never be sure of whether to do it or not. So I think my time allows me to just touch on this or let me close by saying, stop, stop complaining and learn to pray for him. Learn to pray for him. Last month I touched on different prayers or two months ago on different prayers that you can pray for your husband go back in there dig deep and uh and learn from it i hope you've learned something thank you so much for listening we believe you were blessed by the word for more please visit our website www.alivewithjoseph.com as well as subscribe to our youtube channel alive with joseph till next time god bless